You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake. Uh, this week's episode, we're going to be focusing on The Rock for his recent release of Rampage. And he hasn't really done too many remakes. I, I don't know if he's done any remake, to be honest with you. But he did do a reboot, and that was Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, from 2017, obviously. And we're going to pair that up with the original Jumanji, uh, with uh, Robin Williams from 1995. Uh, joining me is... Uh, Dr. Brave Stin Denison? Brave Denison. <laughs> I, was like, I was thinking first off, I was like, wait, where's he going with this? I was like, I hope he's about to call me The Rock, but uh, then our poor listeners, they probably don't even remember my last name, so they're just like, what? what is that? What is that? Is that a joke? Um, I guess I'm just glad that I'm not... Bethany, the Jack Black character, I would feel like that would that would be the the fourth pick out of four here. Yeah, I I I'd, I'd agree with. Well, hold on. I mean, the um uh Doctor Shell, Doctor Shelley Oberon or whatever. I think is is a good avatar to be, but the Bethany teenage girl, I wouldn't want to be. You wouldn't mind being the Jack Black character yeah he, he's uh he's a map reader that's kind of cool you know you want to know how to navigate right what, what else did he do i i would like to be able to run i, th- I think i would do a lot of running from the, well, these he's, monsters he still ran faster than kevin hart whose weakness is endurance <laughs> that's true yeah they're, they're definitely the uh the bottom tier uh you gotta go with uh, dwayne johnson or karen gillen's characters uh for your for your avatar of choice obviously dwayne johnson because he has no weaknesses um his uh, let me see. What, what, I think one of strengths. No, um, I've got a weakness for you. Kevin Hart's, uh, weakness. No, his strength. Wait, what, what was the joke? His weakness is strength. I, I think that's what it was. Which is not a weakness. Yeah, <laughs> at all. Nothing. Yeah, that was the joke. So. I was going to say Baywatch. Uh, when you were saying, I don't think he's done a, like a remake. I was like, if you've seen, the film version of Baywatch with Dwayne Johnson, I would say uh, that was a weakness. That uh, it's not good at all, and I had high hopes for that one. You know, I, I thought some people actually liked that movie. Um, but who are they? It, Give me their names. I, I want to know them. I I feel maybe Hyro, and I hate to just throw his name uh, out there, but I feel uh, I feel like he liked it. At True Bromance Cast, <laughs> terrible, terrible I, podcast. I could be wrong, but but I feel somebody was positive about it. Um, but I, I mean, I heard it was funny. You know, Zac Efron's in it as well. But no, the 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 Baywatch that is definitely a remake reboot. But unless there's like a TV movie, there were no other Baywatch movies that came oh, out. I'm sure there? there were multiple. I just feel like there <laughs> there were a ton of them. And uh, basically, we're too lazy. We're not gonna dive into that amount of research. So we went with the classic Jumanji. Can you call it a classic at that this point? The Robin Williams film. I think you can call it a Robin Williams classic. I don't know if the movie 
I guess, I mean, I, I think the movie's beloved. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I have fond memories of watching it growing up. Uh, it's one of my early episodes as well on what was then Hydrate Level 4, and my son, uh, Phoenix was on, uh, that episode as well. I think it was one of the, um, four movies we did shortly after Robin Williams' passing. Uh, I thought it was kind of a, I, I hate to say a good moment to kind of like go into his movies, but I wanted to, uh, introduce Phoenix to, um, some of, Robin Williams movies that I grew up watching and I kind of want to uh, not really take a quote I guess it's kind of a quote uh, from Ashley of the Cutaways podcast they were on my show to do the uh, Fisher King and Ashley had mentioned that Robin Williams was like you know her her dad growing up you know she grew up on watching all his movies and I'm like that's you're right. You know, I, I think a lot of us, we grew up watching a lot of his movies, you know, from as early as Dead Poet Society all the way to, I think the last movie that I saw that was his most recent, I think was The uh, World's Greatest Dad, which is is actually a, one of my favorite films of his as well. Dark comedy. So Very dark. Yes. Very, very dark on the, very the comedy dark. front. <laughs> uh, and um, it's a little... It's a little surreal, too. Um, I don't know if that's the right word I want to use uh, it, for at least what the um the movie's about too and how you know how he passed away so um if it's too soon for you i would definitely not recommend watching that movie now or you know not yet i i well i'm a uh twist a little bit i thought maybe it was too soon to maybe watch jumanji the original because i did watch it uh somewhere upon its initial release i don't think i watched it in theaters but you know on video soon after it came out and uh this probably won't surprise you Peter or maybe our our diehard listeners, but even at the young age of thirteen, I felt like I maybe was starting to get too old for Jumanji. Like it was around that cusp because when it, Mrs. Doubtfire came out, ninety three. Sounds about right. right. Yeah, I think so. Just a couple years before, and that's the one. Like when you're talking about like sort of like iconic Robin Williams movies for me, that's like the Robin Williams movie for me. Like I remember watching that on. VHS as a kid, just burning up that tape. Like I just, I just love that movie. And that was, I don't know if it's necessarily considered a kid's movie, even though it's about, you know, his children and him trying to reunite with his family. Uh, but that's one I think of. And Jumanji, you know, <laughs> it came out a year after Pulp Fiction, which my mom took me to probably far too young. And at that point, you know, I, I deemed this kid's movie. So I had seen it, I guess just once when I was a kid. Hmm. And revisiting it, I actually had a lot of fun with it this time. I was shocked uh, how much I enjoyed it. Um, and I think it's because it's kids in peril. I think I really <laughs> dug <laughs> all these, you know, I don't want to call them monsters, but, you know, basically like zoo animals, these monkeys and uh, lion and, you know, spiders and such uh, attacking them or chasing them. Uh, I was like, oh, I actually enjoy this more as an adult who hates children as opposed to as a child. So I don't know. I don't know if you had. You, you sounds like you were a little more fond of this one, and you re- revisited it just a few years ago. So, uh, how was it this time around? Um, I thought you know I don't know if it's because uh, you know I have uh, almost four years as a podcaster now, and um, I I still I still enjoy this movie, uh, but I think maybe it has possibly uh, slipped, you know, in the Robin Williams classic. Uh, uh, list of movies. Uh, I, I think uh, I don't. I wouldn't put this top five. Um, it takes a while for him to appear. Yeah, oh, that's kind of surprising. It's a while, you know. Uh, but I think you know Bonnie Hunt. I think she's great in here as well. She's got some really great uh, moments. Um, you know, young Kirsten Dunst. I mean, 
I, I think this movie is still good, still enjoyable. Um, so it, I, I'd say probably bottom bottom ten for me. Um, wow, I'm shocked. Well, maybe not bottom ten in the bottom. I'm asking of a you top to 10. roll a five or seven, and you're leaving me totally hanging on this kids movie. Like I, I came the best of intentions, being like, you know, this is pretty fun. This is pretty cool. And listen to you. You're saying bottom ten. I I, you... I didn't mean bottom ten, but like on a top ten, it'd probably be in the bottom of that top ten. So I didn't mean like one of the worst Robin Williams movies. So I, <laughs> I do take that back. I mean, because you got to think about it. you still got like uh, uh, Hook. Uh, you you mentioned Mrs. Doubtfire, a, a classic. Uh, think about Aladdin, where he voices the genie. That's already three better movies. Dead Poet Society. Um, Good morning, I, Vietnam. I, I... I'm not giving you Hook. I'm a Hook hater from way back in the day. I hated it as a kid. The only reason so. I love that is because, one, you got Rufio, okay, for the culture. <sighs> no. He's Asian. And uh, and also, I, I'm a – I don't know if you know this about me. I'm a big fan of the, the Peter Pan story. You know, the, the I was a big fan of the 19 – was it 64 uh, animated film because, you know, it's my namesake. So – um, hmm. I, I've always enjoyed it. Even the the live version on on um, DVD we owned. I forgot the actress's name, but you know how every play, uh, Peter Pan play is always played by a woman. Uh, in the Julie theater. Andrews? No, it wasn't Julie was Andrews. Uh, I feel so, uh, Catherine something maybe. I I, I forget. Um, I could be wrong, but there. Robin Williams has a huge library of great movies i mean insomnia you know so there's a lot uh, a lot of other movies that that's I... one you should play for the kids <laughs> instead of jumanji when it comes to christmas time <laughs> even uh final cut um you know some of his dark one, movies, hour one, one hour photo mm-hmm. you know those are all great too and it's just it's hard I, but I, I would be interested to kind of rank his movies and see where i would place jumanji um I'd probably visit this one a little bit more than the others, but I think some of the others are a little bit better than Jumanji. So that's, you know, it's my opinion. So you're not one of the people that uh, were offended that Dwayne Johnson and company were going to, you know, reboot or tell another chapter in the Jumanji verse, especially after uh, Mr. Williams passing. I, I wasn't. And I mean, it, it's a funny question to ask me because I, um, I feel that, you know, even on Twitter, um, I'm often like, I, I welcome you know the the reboots and stuff. I mean, this this is what we do on our show. You know, so we need them. We need the material. That's, yes, I I have told people that like, hey, I, I welcome it because we need material. But <laughs> but that's that's what we do on the show. You know, I've mentioned it in previous episodes. You know, um, it's a thing that I've done myself. You know, unintentionally growing up, I'm like, oh, this was a remake. I'll just go and rent the uh, the original and watch it for kicks and giggles. You know, so when it came out, I did kind of like. Do the rock eyebrow a little bit. I go a remake, and I'm glad that it's a continuation. You know, this is a reboot. They didn't try to, you know, redo everything in Jumanji. They really did make it their own. I know there's a lot of hate for Welcome to the Jungle, but I enjoyed it. I, you know, I, really, yeah, so it was a huge hit. I mean, it, it, this thing made bank. Well, you got the Rock, you got Kevin Hart. Um, I mean, it's a great cast uh, of people. So even for like non-podcasters, I, I think. You know, a lot of people were still like, hey, it's a family movie. We, we, it's probably going to be a lot of fun. But I think, you know, in the podcast community, there was probably a lot of, like, disdain for it. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't say that I listened to a podcast that was very negative on it. But I have seen, like, little tweets here and there, you know, that people weren't 
really keen to this uh, idea or even uh, wanted to see this movie and whatever. But yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. I know you and I, we kind of talked offline a few times and uh, we kind of both mentioned how, um, you know, how much fun we had. But I was lying to you, Peter. I was saving all of my hate for the rest of the internet because I, I want them to love me. Uh, I, I will say this. I, I didn't care, you know, uh, not being a huge original Jumanji fan, uh, at least until now, apparently, um, that they were redoing it. Um, and I also thought that, yeah, turning it, this version of it, uh, the Jumanji game into a video game, it's like, okay, yeah, that, that plays into the, uh, maybe the nostalgia factor in a different way, uh, because, you know, the game they're playing, um, is, is aping something like clearly kids have gone way past, but watching the, uh, original for this episode, I'm like, wow, do kids, do they even care about board games anymore? That, that seems like something that adults do now. Like that's cool with adults again, like board games and like really expensive, you know, strategic games. So I thought like, okay, if you're going to, you know, update it, that this is smart. Uh, but probably more importantly than the, the style of game is unlike the other one where the, uh, you know, the Jumanji comes to the real world. They just put the characters in Jumanji. Right. So, I mean, they're, you know, it's just the, the, the inverse of what you're doing the first time around. So they, they actually feel like really, I think, good bookends in a way, as far as like, okay, you want, you like that concept? We'll flip it just slightly. And, uh, they're both, both really fun. So this, this is, uh, not just to give us new material, but I think this is probably the, uh, an ideal version of how you do sort of a, a modern retelling in a way of a, of a previously beloved film. I think so too. Like if you wanted a, a more traditional remake, it, th- there's a pairing that I did kind of uh, suggest to you when, uh, Welcome to the Jungle did come out, uh, Jumanji and its unofficial sequel, Zathura. You know, they were both books written by the same author, uh, Zathura. You know, for those that did see it, not very many people did, was identical, you know, to Jumanji. Uh, instead of Robin Williams, you had Dex Shep- Shepard. Dax Shepard? Dax. Oh, God. Yeah. So he, yeah. he was, you know, a spoiler alert for those that, you know, um, probably won't watch it anyway. But he, it's, um, it's a reveal that he's the older version of one of the main two kids. I think the older brother was played by like Josh Hutcherson at the time. I forget who the main, you know, little kid was. Uh, Kristen Stewart was the older sister. So the only thing cool about it was, you know, the effects were still pretty good. It, it's more space based. So there's a point where like their house is like floating in space or something. So I've only seen it the one time when it first came out, but you know, cause I knew it was, you know, based on a book from the same author as Jumanji. So I checked it out. Uh, but that would have been more in line. Like, okay, they made this to, you know, kind of capitalize off of Jumanji. And I don't think he did it successfully. So I think the answer was to kind of do what they did with Welcome to the Jungle. So um, I do like how with Welcome to the Jungle, you know, they introduced the board game. And without any real explanation, they're like, you know what? This audience, we're just going to turn it into a video game and not give it an explanation. And I was okay with that. I don't know if some people were like ticked off and like, that's lame. But it's like, how else are you going to explain it? It's going to be nonsense anyway. Yeah. And it's, you know. Just mumbo jumbo. Who cares? In the theater, people were laughing at that. You know, the, the kid opens up the board game and there's like a cartridge inside and they thought it was funny. And I, I laughed myself. I thought, I was like, yeah, exactly. Why try to explain it? Just, just change it. You know, um, maybe the board game is alive and that's the only other way this kid's going to play this game is turn it into a video game. The reason we're doing this episode this week is, as you mentioned, for, uh, Dwayne Johnson's Rampage. 
that uh, came out and I guess did okay at the box office and you know had sort of mediocre reviews. And one of the complaints, the chief complaints that I agree with, is that they spend far too much time trying to explain how these monsters uh, come to life. Which these monsters, the real reason that they're coming to life is because they're just taking a you know beloved video game property from the '80s where you had a giant ape. Uh, wolf and like lizard creature, uh, eating people and climbing buildings. And you played as one of the characters and they spend 40, 45 freaking minutes trying to make up some reason on how this could actually happen. Wow. These monsters and who cares? Well, just, just <laughs> get them on the building, get them fighting, you know, the, get back to why you liked playing the game, like sort of embrace the, the sort of video game mentality of it all. And it's funny, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Not being based on any actual game, nor the original Jumanji, just based on a children's book, feels more like a what you would want from a video game film adaptation to me. It feels like it embraces like the culture and uh, the style of like those old school video games that we used to play, like Gauntlet or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a lot of fun with it. Which it, it's like, hey, maybe this, maybe Hollywood should stop. Maybe stop adapting video games to films because the made up one is the best they can do. This one. So yeah, I, I'm glad I didn't take you up on Zathura, uh, mainly for Dak Shepard now. <laughs> but also, if we had done that, I probably never would have uh, bothered watching Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. But here we are. We're doing it for a podcast, so I had to watch it, and I had a good time with it. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. This, uh, Welcome to the Jungle really did embrace that, um, you know, the video game culture. You know, I, I really like how they address, like, the whole, uh, life thing too. You know, the three, the three stripe tattoo on their forearm. I think that's, uh, pretty great. Um, Let's, uh, I guess we'll kind of uh, jump into it. Uh, for those that haven't seen the 95 uh, Jumanji in a while, uh, basically it centers around, um, Alan, Alan, uh, Parrish, who, um, I forget the, the kid's name, but, you know, he's 12 years old. Uh, he becomes trapped in the Jumanji board game and 26 years later in 95, um, a pairing of Judy and Peter, uh, played by, uh, Kristen Dunst and Bradley Pierce. They, they move into the house that, uh, the young Alan Parrish used to live and, uh, they come across his board game and ultimately unleashes him from where he was trapped. And the rest of the movie, they are fending for their lives, uh, from not only the animals, uh, from the Jumanji world, but also Van Pelt, uh, this hunter who seemingly has been chasing after Alan since he was a boy, I guess. <laughs> so we don't really get an explanation. Sort of a weird, yeah. kind of creepy hobby to yeah. have, even in the world of Jumanji, which we don't really see. I mean, maybe there's a good reason, but I doubt it. Um, so in the reboot, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, we have, I guess, their version of like the Breakfast Club. Like we have yeah. detention for like four sort of like types of uh, teenagers, like you know the the, the nerd, the the jock, uh, the the outcast, and like the uh, you know the princess, the, the prom queen, and and they uh, they are forced to clean out uh, this high school basement where the, the game now resides, and then you know what what happens them in Jumanji is that they become uh, very different versions of themselves based on their random, semi, I guess, random selection of avatars. They're, they're picking by name alone. Uh, so for instance, like the, the nerd, you know, turns into the rock. He gets the physique of the rock and he's, he's the badass and the, the jock, uh, is Kevin Hart. 
and he's the backpack <laughs> basically <laughs> i have to say that um i don't know um if i've played in a video game like with friends where someone like was solely the backpack but since kevin hart one of his sort of uh, great traits as a comedian slash actor is to play agitated very well. I, I like that his skill set is basically to just be the helper to the other characters. So they, they are helped to do cool shit that he can't do. Uh, but you know, we have, we have the outcast gets to be like the, uh, you know, the, the hot girl that, uh, that can kick ass, sort of like a Buffy type character. Um, and then the princess is Jack Black, which is, I guess, horrifying. <laughs> to, to all parties involved, I don't Jack know. Black's very good here. He he is very good. I think um, you know I I tried watching some of the special features because uh, I do uh, I, I did buy it on Blu-ray and I was hoping to find out that maybe uh, the older counterparts maybe hung out with the teenage counterparts to try to get some more of the mannerisms down. Usually that's what something um, th- something that they do. Like I remember watching a special feature on Big with Tom Hanks and. That's what he did. He spent time with the uh, the younger version of himself to get the manner- mannerisms down. So Tom Hanks is a nice guy, though, like a super nice guy. So yeah, he, maybe, he is. Maybe he'll come on the show one day. One can only hope. We got to do more Tom Hanks movies. Have we done, we haven't done. You've got mail yet, Jesus. That's coming uh, in December, right? We just keep kicking the can. <laughs> it's always a good time to watch. You've got mail. I'm just saying. We we should just do it, and then uh, in December when it comes out, like, hey, we, we did this episode. Go back. We should do it every week. We should start a You've Got Mail minute-by-minute minute podcast. I'm sure it's, it's already out there. I'm sure. Oh, bullshit. I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, look it up real quick. Uh, <laughs> but Jack Black, yeah, I think he did really good. Um, you know, like uh, playing a 16-year-old uh, girl. I thought I thought he was he was pretty funny uh, in this movie. I think my wife liked him quite a bit as well. Uh, some of the things he did. Like, you know, I, I, I kind of mentioned earlier in the episode that uh, – was it? I know we had to kind of restart our recording, but there's that moment where everybody's running and Kevin Hart, you know, one of his weaknesses is endurance. Even Jack Black is running past him, but his running is a little, uh, feminine. You know, I, it's, it's actually pretty, uh, funny. So Jack Black does a lot of physical comedy. We're going to have to, I know you're editing this episode, so you're going to have to drop in one of those like Nike ads where it's like, you know, run like a girl, throw like a girl or something. Mm, I'm not familiar with that ad. Well, clearly, based on your statement, (laughs) (laughs) you have have not uh, been uh, entertained by those ads, but that's okay. Uh, I'll just let uh, people reprimand you uh, at Original Remake because you answer all of our our fan questions. Yeah, a Jace, kind of. Um, I mean, there's only like two a year, so... (laughs) So I'm not gonna brag on you too much. <laughs> uh, upon, Look, I was trying to yeah. I was trying to promote us, and uh, that just went horribly wrong by saying <laughs> we get no love and we don't deserve it either. <laughs> now, didn't you also open up saying that we have four listeners, uh, or or was that the the, the first recording? <laughs> That's probably the first recording. But shout out to all four of you. <laughs> we love you dearly. There you go. Um, no, it, it might have been it might have been this one because it did, did, I, I dropped your last name right, uh, Brave Denniston or something. Rather, yeah, that's yeah. all. All four of them know me now. Um, what did you think about Bonnie Hunt's character uh, in the original uh, Jumanji? I mean, I despised her because 
pick up the damn dice woman. I mean, you just, you've condemned a man to lose his childhood and fend for his life in some hellish jungle, uh, for decades. So, um, yeah, not real likable, uh, semi understandable that she would, you know, if you saw your, your friend, uh, be sucked into a board game, uh, and then you're chased out by insects that appeared from the board game. I understand running initially, but I think at some point in the intervening years, I would have approached that board again and maybe just maybe picked up the dice because, uh, what's unfortunate for her character is that she's sort of ruined by that moment. This like trauma she can't get over. Like she thinks she's crazy. Other people call her crazy. Uh, and I think after a number of years of being called crazy or suspecting that I am, I'd find that I'm finding that damn board game again. I'm going to throw the dice. I don't know. I mean, you're 12 years old and you're traumatized, you know? It, that's- yeah, life sucks. So you might as well <laughs> <laughs> do something else. Do, you know, pull a George Costanza from Seinfeld and do the opposite. Whatever's happening now, if it's not working for you, time to, to just go 180. Do something else. I do like the way, um, uh, Alan, you know, kind of tricks her into rolling the dice too. He's like, all right, just hand it to me. And then come back that way. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, know, it was pretty funny though. The laws funny. of the jungle or something. Is that what he says? Something like of that nature. Like, you know, all's fair and like Jamaji. He's had to survive by his wits. So, um, I also like in the original that he's called out. Like, you know, he tries to get out of playing the game. When he thinks that this sort of curse has been passed on to this new generation of kids mm-hmm. until he realizes that they're playing his game. And so he still has to be an active participant. Uh, so he's not, you know, he's not a totally like heroic figure in that regard. And I like that small detail. I think, you know, like, I, I can understand that too. Like you have spent 25 years in Jumanji. You're finally home. The last thing you want to do is continue playing that game with them. You did your time. Exactly. You know, that's enough. Yeah. 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 And like in the, in the, uh, reboot, they kind of do something similar to that too, except for, uh, you know, we get, um, oh gosh, what, what, what is in Nick Jonas's character, uh, Alex, Alex, the kid that goes missing, you know, in the very beginning, they kind of do that with him too, except for it's a little bit different where the, the game that the, the, the four main teenagers, teenagers play, when they start playing that game, a character has already been selected. You know, it's kind of a miss and you blink. Um, and so when they reintroduce that character in the video game, they find out that, that you know, it was uh, the Alex kid that went missing. So he doesn't know that he had been gone for 20 years. According to him, he thought he was gone for like a couple months. So um, I kind of like that. Like, I don't think it's as good as the, the Robin Williams... Um, storyline i guess like with this one it's sad like this kid he thought it was a matter of months you know it's been two decades his family you know all that so there's a really sad moment you know with uh with alex um but uh yeah it's so kind of similar i don't know if i felt for him i think because he's a jonas brother i just (laughs) i think i think i was i was uh kind of rooting for him to fail in in some way uh, I shouldn't say that because uh, there's nothing he does wrong in the film here. Uh, but you know, what you were saying, uh, early on, like there's just a lot more built up goodwill with Robin Williams where it's like anything that any sort of harm that comes to like his character, even in something like one hour, one hour photo. I'm like, well, maybe give him a chance. Maybe, you know, maybe there's, 
you know, he just needs a friend. You know, he's just, he's, he's just a little too much because he doesn't have anyone. Um, I, I don't know which character I sort of like the most. I guess, um, maybe the Bethany character, the Jack Black character. I think that's the one that I, I feel like has the like best arc in this movie. I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, Spencer and Fridge, right? What was, uh, what's his name? Well, I guess they call him Fridge throughout the movie, right? But Spencer and Fridge, they, they're just kind of mending, uh, old friendship. You know, apparently they were really close in middle school and they had grown apart probably because of the different cliques in high school. And that's basically their thing. They, they're just kind of, you know, kind of getting back into terms. You're right. Bethany probably has the most. I wasn't a fan of Martha's character, or not her character, but her arc. I thought, I so thought the it dance was, fighting stuff again. It wasn't the dance fighting stuff, you know, like I, I thought they were going to make her like more like a, a feminist type of character, you know, a very independent woman. Like I don't need a man kind of thing. But then her and Spencer kind of take a liking to one another, you know, and I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a little. You don't believe in love, Peter? You don't like it? You don't like when young people have mm. some happiness in their life? You know, I, I will do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> Jesus, was, it, was that you know? Was that a good joke? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't don't wish these young people to to be woke at all times because it's just hard. You know, eventually you gotta chill out, go on a date. You know, it's it's fine, hold hands or something. So, I mean, I think what I liked about her character was you know for the first time she's seen. You know, like obviously with. Uh, Karen Gillan playing the, the part and I mean the, the character herself comments on like her attire like why am I wearing this like why is my shirt cut off why is my like midriff exposed to go into the jungle this makes no sense as far as from a practical point of view um, but I like the you know, yeah I, you know her character the actual person not the avatar uh, it's probably one of the first times in her young life that she um, is getting any sort of eyeballs on her. And I'm not saying that in a sort of like creepy way that she needs to be sexualized, but it's the first time anyone is noticing like, uh, her good attributes, you know, that she is a problem solver, that she is daring, that she is courageous. And, you know, it has to happen in the, the form of this avatar, but, uh, it's, you know, it's the same, it's sort of the same thing. It's a similar thing for the Bethany character in a, in a different way, you know, but with her, at least she's forced to actually, think for herself for the first time and and realizes that she can um be a member of a team so i don't know i thought it was it was fairly positive for young people i, I don't know if it's as positive as something like love simon or something that came out earlier this year which is a little mm. bit more progressive and politically minded but for a family film i thought it was, it was pretty cool i i think maybe what um my issue was that maybe i didn't get a really good read of the martha martha's character you know like in the gym like i was still trying to figure her out you know so i thought she was just going to be uh maybe this low-key strong independent woman but you know i guess she was just more of a shy girl who wasn't really into school i guess i i don't know more of like a uh like a Daria type. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? I, I do. A, was that part of the credit sequence where she just like reaches for the volleyball like way late? That's like what I remember the most from. I don't remember image. the intro, uh, the, the, the opening sequence. I don't remember that, but I, I, I did watch a few episodes here and there because it was an extension of, you know, Beavis and Butthead. 
Yeah, as as a couple of dude bros, that's that's exactly <laughs> what we would think. Is like, hey, this this is related to Beavis and Butthead. Oh, they're not in it. I don't think I'm going to watch all of this. That was my exact <laughs> thought process as a teenager. Yeah. Um. Let's see, Van Pelt. Let's touch on him real quick. You know, I wasn't a big fan of this uh this version at all. Played by now this uh, Bobby Cannavale. Isn't he from like Boardwalk Empire or something? Um, maybe I felt like he was, uh, he was the star of another failed HBO series that Scorsese did like the pilot for, uh, vinyl. I think he was the lead character in that, which I never watched. Um, you mentioned True Bromance earlier. I think they're huge, or at least Hiro, uh, the host of that show is a huge fan of this guy. And normally I am too. Uh, he's really annoying. I don't like all the like, stupid like bugs crawling all over him and all this like little like i i kind of like the more ridiculous version in the 95 jumanji that is played just straight out as like a goofy comedy character i mean he with a big gun but he's by no means like badass or sinister in any real way no and and you get some um a lot of levity with him too like where he goes you know, to the gun shop to buy an assault rifle, and the guy's like, you know, you're not a postal uh, postal worker, are you? <laughs> you know, and I there's sure a lot. You of, loved that. I did. You know, and that was before <laughs> I even knew what going postal meant. So you know, now I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Russell Professor Russell, I think it was Russell um, Van Pelt. It, clearly, it's a um, some sort of relative. I didn't like this one. You know, you mentioned like the. Yeah, bugs crawling all over his face. He kind of took me back to like the mummy movies, you know, which were mm. like okay, but I felt like he was very much, you know, uh, must, uh, mustache twirling, you know, like I think he was a little over the top. Uh, I think he thought he was in a different movie. Um, he, he seemed a little out of place for me, you know, I, I couldn't use somebody, uh, you know, why, why couldn't we get the same vampire from the first movie? You know, it, it is Jumanji. This is that world, right? You know, it did, um, because if you think about Alex, who's been stuck there for 20 years, he thought it was a matter of months. It, you know, if it's 25 years, you know, where Alan Parrish, you know, they, he left a mark, right? Cause Alex has been living in his, uh, little abode, I, I guess. Why couldn't we still get that old Van Pelt? Why isn't he around? You know, why did you have to replace him? Well, here's a segment of our show that I think this transitions into perfectly. If you're going to do that version of Van Pelt, who plays him though? You could still get, is it Jonathan Hyde? Well, bring him back. You know, because it's the same universe, right? They, they mentioned Alan Parrish. What is he like? You're asking this poor man in real life to be like Wolverine? Like he doesn't age? I mean, you know, in real life, he, I don't know what he looks like now, but. I'm sure they can uh, do some of that Marvel magic, you know, where they de-age, <laughs> you know, even Michael Douglas or, you know. <laughs> You're you're really asking to, for them to appeal to the, like the Jumanji super fans if they're going to do like their version of like Grand Moff Tarkin or Princess Leia. Like, <laughs> well, the man's only sixty nine. I'm sure he can do you know a few scenes. You know, I, it, it, it'll be fine. It, you know, we don't need a whole lot of them, but I think it'd be kind of cool. E- even a look alike. You know, we could just get somebody else. Uh, do you have anybody in mind while I try to think of someone that maybe kind of looks like? Of him? course. Michael B. Jordan, like his version of the Black Panther villain. <laughs> well, there you go. Because <laughs> that's, you know, he's one of my go-to answers anyway, but 
Um, you got to expand your yeah. answers here. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're, you're using. But what's like, wrong with that? Michael B. Jordan. I mean, Tessa clearly Thompson, he's an awesome villain. Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon are the like the only three names you ever use. Oh, and Jessica Chastain. Miles Teller. <laughs> Miles Teller. I got, okay. I got at least five. Right, I got my top five. five. Um, Michael Shannon. I, I don't know. <laughs> Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Joke, that's but, definitely you know, a part. He, he can, he um, can do that. I actually would, uh, if I was recasting and if I was going to use Michael Shannon, um, I, I would make him more like the Alan Parrish type role. Someone who's like come from Jumanji, like maybe just use him in like a, uh, opening sequence like they do in the, the original film, um, where it's like, you know, it goes back to what, like 1860 something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the poor bastards, they're going to disturb, discover this game. Like, you know, that's like, they can hide the curse, but only for so long. Uh, I can see Michael Shannon in that type of role. Um, have you, have you thought about an alternate game? Like if they're doing video games, like, you know, what would be something else? Like board games, video games, what would be another way that you could put this, this curse into a different, uh, a different type of game that would be interesting for a movie if you were going to do a third version? You know, maybe if, um, if I kind of took the concept of what Welcome to the Jungle did, you know, the, where they try to do something different, but it's the same universe. I think another board game that I'd like to see a continuation of in the, in the form of a, a, a sequel would probably be Clue. I thought I read that there's going to reboot that. Oh, is that right? Um, okay. Well, there you go. I, uh, I could be wrong. Um, you were wrong on the You've Got Mail Minute podcast. We need to get on that. Um, do you see how quickly though I like lose interest in something? Cause I pulled that up like 20 minutes ago and I'm just now like, oh, there it is on my browser. So, uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, January 22nd, 2018 is, uh, the articles that are popping up, uh, developing clue reboot, uh, as part of a three year deal at Fox. So that's, I think that's as far as it is that Ryan Reynolds may have interest in producing and starring in something new related to a clue movie. Huh. Interesting. Good, bad? No, um, no, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, but, but that, that's the thing. Like, how, how does one go about in, in doing that? You know, because it's a whodunit, and I haven't seen Game Night. But is that anything like Clue? Is that a whodunit at all? It's, it's, a, it's a pretty good. Uh, you know, like if this new Clue movie came out, we could easily do the original Clue movie in Game Night, like the week leading up to it. Um, and I, that's probably honestly a better way to go about it. Yeah. If you, if you like that movie, Game Night will give you kind of similar, uh, laughs and similar concepts. Okay. Well, yeah, there you go. Um, I, I think I was more excited to hear about the, uh, the Jumanji reboot than, than the actual Clue remake. Cause I, is it because it was me delivering the news? That's why you got something <laughs> against the way I looked it up. And no, I'm just no. reading what Google says, Peter. That's all. I'm just the messenger. You, I mean, okay. So welcome to the jungle. Like, I don't think we knew exactly what they were doing yet. And then when I found out that they're going to go into the world of Jumanji, that made a lot of sense. And you know, that got me excited. Clue, what are you going to do? I mean, we give us, we give us even more, uh, even more endings. You know, they, they, they do more like than 12 three. this okay. time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about that? All right. <laughs> yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Peter. <laughs> uh, I've had enough for tonight. Um, I, I was about to say, I feel very antagonistic tonight. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Coming at me kind of hard. Tonight. I, I think, What's I think on? the reason is because I usually am like negative in regards to like one of the films <clears throat> and I just enjoyed both of them. So I've got to be negative with you and your your answers. So yeah, there's no, no there's nothing else to be negative at, right? So, 
Um, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to think about some of the other things, uh, to kind of compare it to. I, I do like a lot of the nods that they make, um, you know, to the original. But like, I have to say, I, I didn't get them where I watched, uh, where I watched Welcome to the Jungle in theaters and had not watched this in the original, uh, I don't know, 20 some years. Um, but yeah, if, if you are a super fan, it's cool, but the, it works without. You just, you know, move on. And spoiler alert, one other thing I like about it, it's got a connection to Mr. Tom Hanks, who's uh, going to be a future guest on the original <laughs> remake with yeah. his son appearing in this film. That, uh, okay, there's there's one thing I can kind of criticize. Like the, oh, God. Yeah, Colin Hanks' is House Hanks about to get criticized. Of, uh, of the 90s slang. It just it didn't it didn't look right because, you know, what I saw was Tom Hanks using those damn slangs. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if he does and You've Got Mail. Really? Well, because, you know, he was talking about, like, uh, now I'm mixing up his dialogue with, um, uh, Nick Jonas, because Nick Jonas had a moment where he, where he was talking about somebody and compared her to, like, a fly, like Cindy Crawford, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and also he used the word bomb, you know, and, and Colin, Colin Hanks, he kind of did that too, you know, when, the, the all the kids go back and they see the older version of him. And I'm just all like, you know, we got it when you were in the game because like nothing has changed, but then you've been living in the regular world for 20 years. Like you're. So you would have dropped that. Yeah, you would have point. dropped all of that. Like there was no need for that. Uh, it could be worse, Peter. Cause I, I do believe, uh, Tom Hanks, other son in real life, uh, is or was an aspiring rapper. And I've not had the pleasure of listening <laughs> to any of his work, huh. but to me, that sounds ridiculous. Tom Hanks having a son. Uh, attempting to be a hip hop artist. Oh, interesting. You know, that kind of uh, reminds me of Warren Beatty and Bullworth. <laughs> a little bit. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but, uh, maybe just as funny or unpleasant. <laughs> I don't remember if I saw it or not. I, I wonder how Brothers. that one ages. Um, I remember that one getting good reviews when it came out in, uh, 98, but I wonder. In 2018, how we would feel about Warren Beatty um, <laughs> appropriating black culture for his political campaign. I forgot who it was, but somebody told me allegedly he um, hung out with Suge Knight, you know, for preparing for that role. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, that's uh, interesting. If you were like a part of Suge Knight's like entourage and you just came late to the party and you walk in and you see <laughs> fucking Clyde from Bonnie and Clyde sitting next to Suge Knight, like, would you just think that you're just completely just tripping out on, you know, whatever you, whatever recreational, drug you are participating in because i just i could not make that connection on why warm baby would be sitting next to suge knight if i was one of suge knight's uh entourage i would have been like wait a minute i thought he only played a gangster on film i mean warm baby there's a lot to admire about that man and his legacy <laughs> but sure. bullworth tracy. bullworth yeah i would go dick tracy which i reviewed uh, his uh there you go oh it's, it's that time in the podcast where you start <laughs> promoting your other podcast the one that has more listeners than this one i don't know why <laughs> why we choose Not to use much. original I have remake. five there, there. well you know that's, that's a quite the markup and i'm trying to steal that one one listener over to this side but it's myself spoiler alert <laughs> you edit the show but you don't listen to it that i understand it um <laughs> 
All right. Yeah. That time of the show. So you can follow uh, us before Peter launches into his, uh, multi-pronged attack with his other podcasts, uh, on Twitter, Instagram. And, uh, I think that's it. I don't think we're a part of any other Russian owned social media network, uh, at original remake. If you'd like to tweet at us or, uh, leave a comment, a hateful comment, <laughs> like people do for Evan Turner on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, if you want to personally, uh, attack me, I am at Rip Citizen. Peter, take it away. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my personal Twitter account. Um, <laughs> you are at War Machine Horse. Uh, but I'm yes. everywhere, baby. Yeah. I got like seven or eight accounts, so. At least, uh, at least. And I'll uh, ignore you on all of them. <laughs> and clearly you're about to do another one. Uh, you got Mail Minute or something. Um, we, sir, we are we, about to. We got with our good minute. friend Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to be our uh, weekly uh, special guest. Um, theme music provided by his son, the failed rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Produced at least by it, by him. Uh, for me, yeah, Podstalgic, uh, I do have an Instagram account as well. I do have a, a group page, um, uh, Podstalgic and Friends. If you want to come in and leave feedback along with our troll, uh, original remake hating, uh, member, you know, uh, Michael Dennison or uh, me. WM Horsey, I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, are you ever going to change that? Podstalgic and friends and troll and troll singular. Maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe I'll remake that group and have another group. There you go. Uh, but let's see here. If you guys like books, you know, to kind of take from the uh, first Jumanji here, which was based on a novel recently, um, for his 35th, uh, anniversary, you know, I went back and revisited the outsiders, you know, with guest, uh, uh, guest. How dare you? Liz and, uh, Devin. Yes. You, you, you got to promote your episode, uh, last time. So I'm, I'm promoting mine now because it came out later than yours. But um, we, we've I'm been promoting having something else. We've been having some uh, some positive feedback so far. You know, it, it was actually a lot of people were downloading that one already. Well, you're missing the negative feedback I left, saying that uh, you should not have covered it because I had uh, that sent to spam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, we talked about that one on Sober Cinema. Uh, but you gave me a good idea earlier, and I should have done it then. But I'm not a, a pro like you are when it comes to podcasting. On uh, War Machine vs. Warhorse, my oldest podcast, uh, we did an episode on Game Night, and the entire theme was don't play games with Jason Bateman, because it uh, ends up being painful for all parties involved. And we talked about the films uh, Couples Retreat and Bad Words, mm. where he is uh, he enters a spelling uh, bee contest uh, for children. So uh, that was that was fun, too, and that was with uh, Hiro, who I've spent... Most of this podcast hating on whenever he's been brought up. So well, yeah, that's how, how I treat me, my friends. I guess, yeah, clearly, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna have you on soon for War Machine vs. Wars because I keep my enemies close. Clearly, and also <laughs> check out uh, the the uh, You've Got Mail minute coming soon. Sure, well, you, you better hurry up and make that account before somebody else does, and then sure. we'll we'll sell All that right. once somebody actually comes along and wants All it. All right, yeah, <laughs> you go ahead and wrap up this outro because I got I got an account to make here. <laughs> All right, okay, so um, you know if you guys haven't done so, please consider leaving us an iTunes review to help out the visibility of the show. Uh, if you guys have any other maybe uh, suggestions in terms of pairing. Shoot it our way. We already threw it out. Uh, Twitter, all that good stuff. So, um, you know, thanks again, you guys, for uh, your continued support. And uh, we will see you next time when we cover. Hold on a second. It's coming to me. Leave this in. <laughs> so they know who movies. they're done with. <laughs>
some lighter movies, uh, rom-coms. Is it He's Just Not That Into You? Was it that one? It's one of those weird titles. Yes, He's Just Not That Into You and How to Be Single. And we will be celebrating. I, that's the loosest uh, <laughs> definition I guess I can give of the, of the term celebrating. The uh, Amy Schumer release, I feel pretty... Uh, because it is from the same uh, writers of those two films. And I guess they're always trying to get people to be more confident in their dating life. That seems to be the uh, their thing when it comes to movies. That's, I'm assuming that's what all three of them share. So, yes, it will not be You've Got Mail, but you will wish that it was after we're done with that episode. <laughs> Indeed. So, subscribe if you haven't already done so, and we will see you guys then. Welcome to the tango. That'll be the one to do it for sure. <laughs> You're delirious. You need some sleep. <laughs> I just feel a little bit slap happy there. <laughs> I, just, uh, I can't be that positive, Peter. I can't be like, yep, I like this. I like that. It was all fun. I have to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you drink before you got on the recording? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Okay. <laughs>